right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. I have missed this so much. Chris, man, did you miss this at all? Uh, maybe I'll miss it when we get to the end of this podcast. The but. worst part, man, <laughs> was that the week of us doing this, we did a quick one. We're like, maybe we'll do two this week. Right. And then it's been like two weeks since we've done one. I know. We're, we're slacking. I think the thing is, too, is we, we did so many videos for free agency. We've been working so much. But I miss the podcast because it allows us to just talk more about topics and not be hammered into two minutes or less. Right. You know? Yes. Um, of course, this is the Sims and Lefko podcast. I am Adam Lefko. You are... I'm Chris Sims. And you are? Josh Vendrick. Your, your title is producer, Josh. Uh, Steven Nelson will be joining us a little later, of course, I hope, with Down Low, with um, Steven Nelson. The Down Low. On the Down Low. And, of course, if you'd like to, to send questions to the podcast, hit up the uh, podcast Twitter at, at Sims and Lefko. Uh, most podcasts I listen to this is when they do advertisements, but I would just say if you wouldn't mind on iTunes, if you do download us, rate us, give us however many stars you actually think is appropriate, and uh, let us know what you think. Is I, that what they do? You can rate the podcast? Yes, yeah, so you yeah, get like three star, four star, five star. I'm just checking out our Twitter mentions now, and at Seahawk Scout says he wrote a review on the iTunes page, so I'm going to go check that out and see what he wrote. Seahawk out. Scout listens to us a lot. Wow. He likes us. I like it. I like that guy. Well, the Seahawks are a good franchise. They understand. They are a good franchise. I, I like the. I do a, a radio spot out there with the uh, Steve Sandmeyer show. Oh yeah, and, for uh, Seattle. Yes, and I, I enjoy them actually too. They're very. You do do a lot of radio shows, and you know who is good and who is not. Good. I, yeah, oh, they are definitely great. one of the good ones. All right, so the review on iTunes. <laughs> it's by Seahawk Scout. The subject is the flirtiest podcast out there. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> but in all seriousness. Uh, in all seriousness, this is about the only podcast that I listen to. Awesome. You guys are awesome. You make me laugh like hell, and I learn a lot, too. If I'm allowed to use my swear word, this podcast is fucking awesome. Keep yes. it up, guys. Man, I love, love Seahawks Scout. Yeah, love he, the Seahawks. Love their scouts. That's great. And it brought up something there. It's a great franchise. And it. this has been a very, very interesting and tumultuous few weeks for me as an Eagles fan. <laughs> I think it's been out there that I'm an Eagles fan. And I think the most interesting thing is that I'm constantly having people coming up to me, people I know, people I don't know that well, going, how are you? How are you? With all the changes, they want to know how I'm doing emotionally, mentally, maybe even physically. And I don't know how to answer them. And you've seen this. You've been, what do you think? And I go, I don't know what to think. And I started to think about... You're a very emotional fan base, first of all. Yes, so. Eagles fans are. And I think I want to explain to everybody how it is right now to be an Eagles fan so that you can understand. And I started to think about these last few weeks, and I, your relationship with your coach is a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Right. You, you have been through it for thick and thin, but you're starting to get to the point where you just moved in with each other, Okay. What happened the last two weeks felt like Valentine's Day. Sims, you're not on Facebook, so you wouldn't get it. But when you're in a relationship on Valentine's Day, you see the gifts that other people gave their significant others. And you begin to judge. Sounds disgusting. It's awful. You begin to judge your relationship based on what they gave compared to what you gave. Why is this the worst holiday ever? So as an Eagles fan, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the, the Green Bay relationship and they go, oh, wow, they just you know redid their armoire, Randall Cobb. <laughs> they just put an extension on their garage, Brian Balaga. They're really doing things for their relationship. They're building. They're building something over there. They're ready to really settle in, maybe get married. Right. I look over at the New York Jets and remember that puppy they lost a few years ago? He bought the same kind of puppy. And he got him a lot of toys, Darrell Rivas. <laughs> it's this beautiful thing where they went out and they, they really showed a recommitment to the fan base. Look, we want to do something to make you happy. And what I feel like as an Eagles fan is that I came home and all my stuff was missing. Where's the TV? Where's the toaster oven? The fridge is gone. And right then at 6.09, Chip Kelly walks in the room because he always walks in the room at 6.09. And he's not carrying roses and he's not carrying chocolates. He's just carrying boxes. And Chip, he doesn't have time to say I love you. He might not even remember it was Valentine's Day. He just knew that he had to get us some gifts. And he opens it up. 
It's a new bed. It's a new lamp. It's a new TV. We needed all of these things, but he traded in everything else, the toaster oven and all the sorts. And the thing that's really weird is the TV that he brought home was really expensive before, but it was kind of broken. The AV jack was a little bit messed up. And then the toaster oven he brought had duct tape on the handle. It wasn't right. All those things were really expensive and better than the stuff we had, but they're broken. Don't worry. I'll fix it, Chip Kelly says. I'll handle it. And you look at Chip and go, I mean, he has fixed things before, and he's always told me that he wanted to be a handyman. You know, maybe he can do it right. And you start to think in that moment where you're questioning this relationship that you have, wait a second, me and Chip used to have that third roommate, Howie, and he used to always get angry for Howie at things. Oh, Howie clogged the drain because there was all this hair on it. And then you realize, wait, Chip's the one that cut his hair. Howie's just the one that put it in the drain. Chip would say, oh, wow, there's no gas in the car. I can't believe Howie didn't fill it up. Then you realize Chip is the one that's been driving the car. And you start to look at it and go, man, we kicked out Howie was moving in with just Chip the right move. All these thoughts go in your mind. You're questioning your relationship. So then you look at your past relationships and you look at your ex. You're right. Isn't there trust in relationship? Hold on. on. I look at my last relationship, Andy Reid, and I go, I mean, it was great. And we had great times. You look at the pictures. It was great. But he got lazy. He wasn't working out. He started giving you the same gifts, and it wasn't a lot of good time. And then you start thinking back and go, where does this all stem from? And you realize you had a relationship just like Chip. Dick Vermeil, the college coach that came out, and it was perfect. He did the one thing that no relationship has done since, beat the Cowboys on the big stage and taking you to a Super Bowl. Right. It was special. Right. And then one day you saw Dick Vermeil getting married on Facebook, and he was crying and he was lifting that wedding ring with a different couple, with yeah. a different woman right. or a man. I right. don't know. So watch out, Philadelphia. Lesson. And that's where I am right now is I'm sitting there and I'm watching Chip Kelly underneath this enormous, beautiful television that he claims he can fix, looking at other boxes that might work. They might be great, but they might not. And am I going to have to break up or could this be Vermeil? I am left in absolute purgatory right now because i don't know well this is a deep subject and that was a long <laughs> rant but but that's uh, how i feel right now i mean I, I i understand it but okay so if we're gonna continue down this relationship thing well there's got to be trust in the I relationship know, i know you know uh you you got to trust that your a wife has to trust her husband is out doing a job making money to support the family because she's a home sure and and, you know, you talk about all those appliances in your house. Well, that's the wife's job. You go make the money. She's going to fix the house and decorate it the way she sees fit because that's her job to take right. care of the family, take care of you. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to have that trust in a relationship for it to work. I, I think you have to have that trust in Chip Kelly because history says he's pretty damn good. I know. New Hampshire, who's heard of them since Chip, Chip Kelly made me heard of New Hampshire? Oregon, I mean, they were irrelevant in the Pac-12 in football forever. I mean, they had a few years here and there. Now they're a national power. Why? Because yes. Chip Kelly. He comes to the NFL, goes to the playoffs his first season. What are they, 11-5 and five or 10-6? and six? Uh, I want to say 10-6. and six. And Last year they were 10-6 and six as well, right? Right. And missed out on the playoffs. Josh, fact-check me. I think this is a real football mind. What I think we've fallen into the trap of in this world of Twitter, Facebook, all this crap. Instant reaction? Instant reaction, one, without a doubt. And – Everybody, since they watch highlights of football now, they think they know football. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's almost as ludicrous as me going down to Wall Street right now and being like, hey, I like that Teldar paper. <laughs> Teldar, let's buy it up. Why aren't you listening to me? I watch the numbers go by on the screen. I and know I'm everything. noticing a trend. I know everything about Wall Street. I watched a 30-second video earlier today. Pro Football Focus said Teldar was good paper. So that's the Ten problem. Ten and six both years. Ten and six right. both years. So everybody – knows everything about football. Know. You know, I can't stand it because I always have people come up to me in gatherings and they love to tell me everything they know about football and how I should do my job and how Bill Ugh. Belichick should do his job right. and everything. And I think everyone just pumped the brakes. He made a lot of really smart football moves. Yes. A lot of smart football you moves. Liked, you liked the Sam Bradford move. I love the Sam Bradford move. He is, he's better than Mick Foles on every day of the week. 
And you, twice on Sunday. You, under, you understand the issues, though, with the injuries and all that yes. stuff. Does that concern you? It does concern me a little bit. But, I mean, I'm freaking Nick out, Foles dude. has a fragile body, too. Who knows? He might get hurt every year for the rest the next three years now. I mean, he got hurt last year. I'm curious. I wanted to think the about this. The LaShawn McCoy thing, I think, was brilliant. The, really? The bills to pay LaShawn McCoy $16 million in year seven is one of the dumber things in this offseason. He was getting 12. He was fine. I don't care if he wasn't happy yeah. about the trade. Great. You're making $12 million. If you don't want it, you can walk away. We'll pay you none. I know. Sir. The, the, the running backs that are getting offers right now, not named DeMarco, are, it's like $4 million. Yes. And you're going to pay him 60. No, I, I completely get it. I think um, – I'm curious. I want to go back and look at this. The last two years under Chip Kelly, I do not remember a lot of ACL injuries. And I, I do know that I've seen some articles out there about how ACL injuries are getting easier and easier to fix. And that's a lot of the problem with a lot of the athletes they've gotten, whether it is the Kiko Alonzos. Um, I, Bradford, it was, I think it was ACL too. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Ryan Matthews shoulder. has been a lot of injuries. But, you know, I got to think Chip's looking at these other medical staffs around the NFL, which you have told me that the medical staffs in the NFL are awful. Awful. They're in can, the you ex- can you explain that to people? Sure. I, I think most people think, yes, uh, the medical staffs on a football team, this is, what, this is what professional franchises have. Basketball, baseball, football, all the same, have great surgeons available to mm. you. You tore your ACL, you'll get the best surgeon here in New York City to repair your ACL if you're on the Giants or the Jets. It's going to be the best one, hands James down. James Andrews yes, or whatever it yes, is. Yes, uh, hands down. So you're going to be great. But the problem is in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, the rehabilitation people, the trainers – they're in the Stone Age, and that's why you see the Kobe Bryants of the world go to Germany. That's why I went to Canada. Yeah, after give me an I example for your own personal experience. Well, my, my own personal, just for a long story short, you go into an NFL training room. Hey, my knee's sore. Hey, we'll put some ice on it, and we'll put some stim on it. Hey, I'm having a problem with my shoulder. I can't really move it. Hey, we'll put some ice on it, and then we'll put some stim on it. And hey, stim is the electricity stim stuff. Stim is electricity, right. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little twinge in my hamstring. Hmm, ice and stim maybe? Okay, <laughs> that's their answer for everything. And it's just it's, – When did you realize that? Uh, kind of when I was going on my search of trying to figure out people that could help me recover from spleen. my spleen injury. Right. Because the trainers I had during that process, they were dumbfounded. They didn't even know where to be. They actually admitted it. They're like, we've never had an injury like this. We don't even know where to begin with you. And we so just started like, doing sit-ups to no. strengthen. That's what we did. And, you know, then I went – to some smarter people who were specialized in rehabilitation, wow. and they were like sit-ups. I mean, you're not doing anything to help your body get back on I track. I want to get to this in a second with Patrick Willis because we were talking about this too, but this goes back to what I was saying where Chip is trying to revolutionize that stuff where it's different kind of medical plan, different kind of sleeping plan, different kind of health regimen, and maybe he's thinking all these guys that are thrown on the trash heap as injured, well, the way that I run things, they're not going to be that injured. I think he's cutting edge. I think he's taking the NFL to a whole new place and with if, some of that stuff. And if that's, that's where I'm sitting right now, and I don't know what to tell people because they're like, what do you think of Sam Bradford? What do you think of this guy? And I want to be like, the hard answer is I need to look at you and go, we just got to wait. Yeah. And the thing that messes me up right now is because the Sixers are on the ultimate waiting plan, like right. four years, but they got to get like certain draft picks. Chip, I, I pray, is this mad scientist. Because right now when I see these quotes, our NFL executive scout from the NFC says, I don't know why he'd do that. I don't know what he's doing. Well, you know my thoughts on scouts in the NFL. I mean, their dad just knew somebody, and that's why they got the job as a yeah. scout. So I don't really care what scouts say. The big thing, too, uh, he is a mad scientist. He's a true football guy. You know I've talked about it a lot. He's very good friends with Bill Belichick. He was and up that there. means something to you. It does, because Bill's not friends with you unless he thinks you're a real good football mind. Unless he can uh, get something from you, or, probably. Or, or that, yes. But the year I was in New England, I've told you, he was up there three different times for more than one day at a time each time, coming to practice, in our meetings, wow. talking to Bill in the office. Uh, so I think Bill has Did a you notice any respect. changes to the game plan that might be Kelly-esque? Well, I, I think the year I was there we set the record for most plays in an NFL season by a franchise are you serious yeah that's where it all started I think Bill got a lot of his ideas on how New England wanted to run their hurry up no huddle offense which they did a lot in the playoffs this year from Chip Kelly that's what they that's where he learned it he learned how Chip was coding it all those kind of things to make it simple the players player friendly you get in here make it work if this was Bill Belichick making all these moves we'd be like oh "Oh my my gosh. gosh this is brilliant 
We don't know why it's brilliant, but we'll trust them. Yeah. And I know Chip doesn't have the hardware to back it up yet. Sure. But I do think uh, Chip Kelly is one of the best coaches in football, college, pros, yes. whatever. And we just need to trust them a little. It goes to that, that old saying, when you've Bill Parcells, when you've won two Super Bowls and someone's come in the room and they're going to challenge you, not only do you have one pelt on the wall, you got two. And it, we know how to do it. Right. And that's what Chip doesn't have. And that's the reason why no one's trusting because he's still, are you the crazy college coach? Yes, the right. difference between him and Spurrier, Spurrier was on the golf course. Chip is in the film room. A fo- I mean, yeah, Chip is a football guy. All, all right, all right. All all right. Day, I'm calm down. 24-7. Um, uh, really quick, I want to touch on this with the retiring Patrick Patrick Willis, 30, done. Yeah. Jason World's 27, done. Jake Locker, not as interested. Didn't have as much success as the other two. Right. But he's retiring early. Right. Two, mentioning very strongly wanting to do other things in their careers and also health. Yes. What is, as, as a player that was forced to retire, right. what do you think of that? Well, I think there's, I think there's a, a consciousness along, uh, among all NFL players right now about future health after football with all right. the concussion lawsuits and all those things that are being brought to the forefront. I think players are – aware now more than ever of the fact of quality of life after football. Am I going to be able to play with my kids when I'm 50 years old? Did Am you I not think about anything? that before the spleen? Uh, I did think about it. I did. I was willing to take the risk and really just didn't care. I guess yeah. I'm just a dumb Sims and we're stubborn that way. Uh, but uh, I, I certainly can understand that. And I think now you're going to see it more than ever too, especially maybe with some of these top end players like a Patrick Willis, because they are making legitimate money now instead of like in my dad's era, you know, you could have been Lawrence Taylor and yeah, you were making good money, but it might right. not have set you up for the rest of your life money. Right. Patrick Willis, uh, he put in some good years, obviously body not feeling good. He's put, he's a smart guy. Hopefully he's put his money away. He knows he's not desperate to have to go out there and kill his body. Sure. I think Jake Locker, you know, I think all this is a little coincidental. I don't think Jake Locker's heart was in it, but he, again, another guy, he's made good money his first four or five years in the NFL. Yeah, you're right. Jason Worlds is the one that's really perplexing to me because did he ever cash in no he was this well, is didn't his he year get franchi- didn't he get transition tag he got transition tag so, so we got a nice little he did he made like seven million i think something like that last year but you have a chance you know really uh, cash in cash in set yourself your family up for the next few decades and if you're really religious your church will be really happy too because you'll have a lot of money to donate them <laughs> i think it's very interesting and look for the common fan it's hard for us because we look at it and go to get that money to play a game, but it is such a brutal sport. It takes so much, and it takes up so much. Why of your doesn't time. anybody complain about the NBA or Major League Baseball making money though? Why is it? I hear the NFLs. I feel like fans complain more about the money NFL players make. Sometimes maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, I feel like more people complain about NFL players making money when our sport makes more money than basketball and football combined. I'll say this. I think baseball, it, it happens on a very specific basis where it's the Giancarlo Stanton's getting over $300 million, It's the A-Rods. Those are the contracts that I remember. Right. And I think with, with basketball, there's a cap. You get a max contract. People don't even know what a max contract is. It's $80 million, and you can't get more than that. Right. I, I think with the NFL, because you can – like, you look at someone like Revis, who every offseason is catching in. And I also think free agency, as we witnessed on Tuesday, right. is an absolute fiasco. I, I just wish – fans got to start to realize these contracts are not guaranteed. And it's like we said with the Byron Maxwell okay. deal. Six years, sixty million, twenty-five million guaranteed. Right? If I remember the parameters, uh, you're close. I think it's sixty-three. All right. It might be either 60. way. The the number means nothing. Six for sixty-three means nothing. It's the 25. chances of him seeing sixty-three million are almost zero unless he goes to the Pro Bowl the next six years in a row. Right. That's really the only chance he's going to see it. And even then, they're going to go they're, to year four. They're going to say, "Can you restructure your deal for or us?" He's going to say, "I need more money." Uh, yeah, one of the two. But yeah, every deal in the NFL is either two or three years. It's the guaranteed money and maybe just a little bit more extra change on the back end somewhere but that's all the deal is for that's all it means and why why don't people want the players to get the money do they do they want the billionaire owners to get more billions i don't understand it yeah i i think it goes back to you know how they always say with football it's weird because they have a helmet on and you can't see the face right so i think you know with basketball you see the struggle with football it's just kind of like they're they have a helmet on you don't see their face and afterwards they're in a suit and they're happy I don't know, man. It's just the fans. Fans are selfish. Human yeah. beings are selfish. People are selfish. You're getting money. I work. I work hard too. Why am I not getting that money? It's right. the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's I just people. It. People suck. Yeah. Um, I want to go through some of the biggest moves. I want you telling me like your initial thought. Revis, would you pay him thirty nine million guaranteed? Uh, no, I probably would not have paid him thirty nine million guaranteed. 
even though it it, it hurts your your I know, arch, arch rival. It, it's it's thirty one years old, man. Is he really? I didn't. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. So That's like a three year deal, though. It, it is. It is basically a three year deal again. Uh, I, I don't. I'm really. I, I'm torn between this. You know, you, you might be right. The fact that it hurts New England so much, right? I've heard we haven't heard what New England really offered. That's but what Revis, I would like to Revis know. is still performing at a very high level. He's still the best corner in football. Okay, then, I, no then I think then, that's okay. yeah. Jimmy Graham on the Seahawks. Not as much about. I don't look. I, I think one thing the fans aren't realizing: they lost Carpenter, their guard, to right. the Jets. They traded Max Unger in that. One of the they best have a, centers in football. They have a lot of holes right now. Their offensive line, but I also think it's a pretty good guard center draft if they get the one center that's out there that sounds yeah, like he's yeah it is and I think you know the offensive line is a hard thing to evaluate what's on teams rosters how they feel about their backups we uh, talk okay. about it all the time I'm sure they feel comfortable with some of the guys maybe Alan Bailey who's played well for them a little bit at right tackle maybe they say you know what? we could put him at guard but what you about know? facing a Seahawks team right that has Russell Wilson that can move all over the place yep. Marshawn Lynch who can move all over the place solid weapons in Curse and Baldwin, and who knows what happens with this Chris Matthews. Right. And then a double tight end set with Luke Wilson and Jimmy Graham. What do you expect of that defense? Because, you know, when I think of offensive masterminds, I think of Daryl Bevel. <laughs> well, you know, this this makes this is right up Daryl Bevel's wheelhouse. Because, really? again, yeah, he's not going to have to do too much – you know, complicated, creative stuff. To Just lob it up to him. Lob it up. Let's put him out there and see who matches up with him. If we like the matchup, we're going to throw to him. If we don't, uh, and they put two safeties over, let's work the other concept on the other side, or let's run the football. Sure. That's what it's going to be. But, yes, you make a lot of good points. I think the matchups are going to be very tough matching up with the Seattle offense because it's the first time they have a marquee pass catcher. Uh, we know they can run the ball beast mode. Russell Wilson, as dangerous as he is, yeah. uh, and, and a, as good of a back shoulder thrower he is, one-on-one down the field, that's where Jimmy Graham's going to come into play. Interesting. And then all the bootleg and stuff off on the moves. You said the mismatches oh. with the two tight ends on the field. What are you going to do? Are we going to play to stop the power run game? Or they might line up in a four-receiver set with two tight ends, and now we're in deep trouble because we're in, we're in base personnel with four line, you know, three linebackers, yeah. four defensive linemen, and we can't cover everybody. Is it Seattle-Green Bay again in the NFC Championship game just the way it feels right now? Uh, it definitely does. It just so, feels that way again. Yeah, I, it, it certainly does. Um, I'm trying to just think if there's any other dark horse in the NFC that jumps out to me just – but but no, I I'm I curious go what with Dallas them. does with at the running back Dallas, position. That's going to be a big thing because I do think they're here to stay for a little bit. I think the defense is good enough just to kind of be middle of the pack. Sure, and that offensive line, Romo, Bryant, they're all on the top of their game right now. They have a chance. This is their chance again to maybe get there. All right. So obviously, if you guys want to see Sims's breakdown on good deal, bad deal, we have a video on Bleach Report where we kind of go through. All the big moves, so I don't want to redo the same things. And you liked a lot of the moves, uh, a few guys that you thought were overpaid. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, though, man, that was a crazy free agency. Crazy free agency. I mean, the NFL is so smart with doing it this weekend. I mean, it's just nobody's even talking about the NBA. Nobody's talking about NCAA tournament. We're Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Yeah. Selection Sunday is this Sunday, and I think a lot of people forgot. Uh, and then, look, I'm looking yes. up here, and I got Ma- Ma- Mayweather Pacquiao. Right. What's incredible to me, I'm going to switch to Mayweather Pacquiao, is this fight is in like two months, and you can go down the street and just say their names, Mayweather Pacquiao, and you won't even ask them a question. They'll just go, ooh, um, I'm going to go Pacquiao, seventh <laughs> round knockout. It's I, We're talking about boxing for the first time in forever. It's awesome. I yeah? love it. Yes, I love it uh, because I, I am a boxing fan. I am the kind of guy that does sit at home and buy all the pay-per-view fights. Uh, you I, buy them. I would steal them. I, I do. I buy them. Uh, I'm not going to cheat the fighters or the athlete like you. Uh, <laughs> but but Pacquiao, yes, I've, I know I've said it on here before. He's my my favorite athlete. Uh, even though I am hearing rumors of PED use, and that does bother me. If he did on PED, he's going to the bottom of the list. He'll be down there by Kobe. Uh, Kobe and A-Rod? Yeah, Kobe, A-Rod. Yeah, Pacquiao. They'll be in the bottom of my sports figure list. I can't wait for this fight, though. I want Pacquiao to knock him up. So, ooh, sorry. I just I read... DeMarco Murray personally reached out to Chip Kelly. Would he? Would that be good? Of course. Would that be unbelievable? <laughs> of course. <Ugh. laughs> yes, but 
I don't know if you got the money to do it now, do you? I don't even know what yeah, your situation is total wise. Spend the money, get some good guys. Either way, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, get more depth on your team. You could still use some more defensive pieces, and uh, you know the running back, like, like we just said, the run, there's a, so many good running backs. It's it's crazy. The draft uh, is unbelievable. You were a free agent once, right? I was. And when you got signed by Denver, well, uh, yeah, you're right. I was a free agent that one time. That's so it. when for all these guys that didn't go in this first wave, right, and now either they're starting to go on visits or they're waiting. How much anxiety is there? There's a lot at first. It's like that first week, there's a lot of anxiety because you're like, man, who wants me? Where are we going to be living? Uh, you know, in my case, I waited a little while. I don't think I signed till about March or Were so. Were you getting calls and stuff? Uh, I was getting calls, okay. yes. Um, but no serious offers. And then that's where kind of Tennessee broke into the picture to resign, uh, or Denver, excuse me. Actually, I guess I was a free agent twice. When you um, went back to Tennessee. Yes, when I went back to Tennessee. Uh, yes, that first time I was around, I was getting calls. Denver wanted me to work out for them uh, in like a random day, like in the middle of March. It was the windiest day ever, and they wanted me to go outside and throw footballs in literally like 50-mile-per-hour winds. And you and did I it? threw it really good, and they gave me a lot of money. So that was good. But you the, see that same kid? It was windy as hell out there, the like real, a hurricane. The real, the real kicker of that story is that I was in St. Bart's the week before, and I made my wife bring uh, – Wide receiver gloves, and I made her Shut and up. I made her bring a catcher's mask and helmet because on vacation, on vacation, and just me and her, romantic getaway in St. Bart's, throwing footballs at your wife. Yep, uh, nighttime. I was fighting back from my injury still, so I wasn't quite hundred percent yet. You could, feel and I was getting close. So I was like, man, I don't want to take these ten days off an abandoned ship. So. Uh, my dad was like, well, why don't you bring a football? Maybe you can lightly toss it to Danielle. <laughs> how, are, how are Danielle's hands? Uh, Danielle's got very strong hands, those <laughs> Sicilian strong hands. I can't actually you, – you know I have big, strong hands. I cannot actually make my wife say mercy when we play mercy. That's how strong her hands are. Wow. She can, she can hang in Hold there. On, so you go to the beach at night? At night, we would go to the tennis courts. You know, they have lights in the tennis yeah. courts. And we'd get on a tennis court, maybe hit tennis balls for 45 minutes. Okay, we sweat. We had a little fun. Put the gloves on. Put the mask on. Let me throw a few balls. How hard were you throwing these balls? Uh, you know, no more than 60%. Did so, anyone at the resort or hotel walk by and question what was going on as I'm, you were rifling football as your wife? Sure, yes. I feel like we got a <laughs> lot of weird looks the remainder of the week. They were when like, did it go from her being like, oh, my God, this is going to be fun, to be like, Chris, this is a little ridiculous? Uh, she was a trooper at that point. She's complained about it really ever since then, actually. During that week, though, I think she knew how important it was to me, and sure. she knew I might have to work out for some teams. Uh, she wanted the cash as bad as I did. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, she was willing to put in the work. But, um, yeah, now she loves to tell the story and you know, kind of portray me as the psycho that I really am. Yeah, well, you are a psycho. Yeah, I am. I can't That's fantastic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The time that Danielle put on the catcher's mitt and the old wide receiver gloves. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, we don't have a guest this week, huh? Nelson's going to come in in a second. Okay. We just have so much to catch up on over I the last know. few weeks. It's been crazy. Um, drafts coming up. Rumors are all over the place. You've been starting to study film. Um, I want to I do a segment called Sims' Man Crush. Cool. Um you who what positions have you been watching lately? Uh, I have I mean I'm really I could say I'm I'm really good on the top six or seven at every position right now except for tight end. I really haven't watched a lot other than Max Williams. Other than that, I know I know you love Vic Beasley. I know you love a lot of guys. Who is someone right now that isn't getting a lot of pub that you know of that you that you're like man this this there's something to this kid. Your man crush. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, you know you you've heard I think you've heard a lot of them. Uh, the, the one guy I think that I liked a lot actually on film that I watched yesterday that jumped out to me was the Perryman kid, the middle linebacker from Miami. Okay. Uh, I thought he was a very good player, better than I thought. Really? Uh, yes, because people have him as the fourth, fifth linebacker, middle linebacker. He was very good. Uh, I was impressed with just as far as an under-the-radar middle-round type pick. That was the one um, you showed me blowing up some offensive yes. linemen. He is a, a true – just go-getter of the ball. He's going to run through you. Uh, I'm trying to think since you put me on the spot here. From what, I remember, else. from what I remember, Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman, without a doubt, so Defensive impressive. Defensive tackle from Florida State. Yes, nose true tackle. Nose. True nose. Could be a shade nose, too. So but if, he's your, a, if your team out there plays a 3-4 or just needs defensive tackle help, what do you think? Eddie Goldman, first round, second round? I think Eddie Goldman's, yes, the end of the first round pick. I would think a team like New England has their eye on Eddie Goldman. Okay. No Vince Wolfork. They're looking for a replacement. He's the kind of guy that
that can do that kind of dirty work. Uh, I, how, how strong is your man crush on Vic Beasley right now? Pretty strong. Vic Beasley, to me, is the second best edge guy in the draft, only behind Dante Fowler, who I also have a man crush on because he will literally knock your head off if he can. Dante Fowler is an absolute killer. Yes. Um, you, you mentioned uh, we were getting coffee the other day. Bryce Petty, you're uh, starting to turn around. One. Bryce Petty, I would like to watch more on him, but I've seen a full game on him, and then I've seen him in other clips when I'm watching some other players. Uh, I thought he made a dramatic improvement in the last year in some of his mechanics throwing the football. He made some big-time throws in the games I've watched and the clips I've watched. Uh, I was very impressed. In fact, you heard my comment. I thought the gap between uh, Mariota and Winston was bigger than the gap between Mariota and Bryce Petty hmm. uh, as far as NFL-ready right now. I have another question for you because I think a few weeks ago you said Kevin White over Amari. Have you changed your tune? <laughs> that is a, a tough one because I, I, I actually watched a tape on both of them today. I'm still going to take Amari Cooper as my number one. So you're going to pick um, – because so, I think what happened was – And if I'm the Raiders, I'm definitely picking Amari Cooper. I'm not taking a chance on anybody from the Oakland Raiders. I'm taking the guy that's going to be a slam dunk, and that's Amari Cooper. He's going to be a slam dunk no worse than a good receiver for the next eight years, no and, doubt. And I think that's the thing is people are like, but with the fourth pick, man, you got to pick a game changer. This could be the next Dez. This could be Demarius. Sure, and Cooper can be that. I mean, you know, Cooper's – he's Sammy Watkins – Right. But except he had to play in the SEC, so it was a little different. And then he wasn't in this offense that just was always about, let's just throw the ball with Taj Boyd and all these other weapons, just throw right. it every play. They, they have games where they run the football six, seven plays in a row. I mean, right. that's the way they were. He's very impressive to me. He's the most NFL-ready, without a doubt. I think maybe a guy like White might have a higher ceiling. Sure. But you're going to have to be more patient with it at first. Uh, and he just can't do as much as Cooper. Cooper can do everything. He can be your X. He can be your slot. He can come down in motion, run all right. the short, intermediate routes. And then he can have. The, he has the speed, and I love him in open space. He makes everybody miss in open space and gets extra all yards. All right, we're gonna, I want to make some more news because I remember some of your other guys that you like. Your favorite left tackle. Oh, I'm all over the guy from Stanford. Stanford, Andrews Pete. I think he is the most slam dunk ready for the NFL right now. If I'm a, if I'm a, you team, are so different than so many draft guys out there right now. Andrews Pete, oh, he's got bad legs. He looks slow. Yeah, I mean those freaking legs are the reason I think he's the top pick uh, at tackle because you you watch him, he's unbelievably powerful in the run game. Uh, he's athletic for even though he has tree trunks as leg and nobody overpowers him in the pass rush. That's mm. the thing that jumps out to me. Uh, and he has the quickness to match. Andrews Pete, yes, I think if you're a team that needs a left tackle to play next year, he is your pick. Now, guys like Lyle Collins yes. for Miami, I mean, LSU, they might have a higher ceiling than Andrews Pete. But I have questions about some of their play. Like Lyle Collins, you hear a lot of people saying they think he might be a better guard. Well, that scares me right away. Then how is he the best left tackle if we're saying he's a better <laughs> guard? So that right away. And then you turn on the film and you go, man, he's super athletic. He's got a lot of the things you like. Yes. But I do see his skinny legs and butt get pushed back into the quarterback a little too much for me to just say, oh, he's the best left tackle. I, I wish we could call this segment Sims' Surprises because I know I got two more. Everyone's saying Gurley's the number one running back. You disagree. Disagree. Melvin Gordon is, to me, it's, it's, I don't think it's close, really. I really don't. I think Melvin Gordon is hands down the best back in the draft. Uh, Gurley, I like him. I think both you could justify first round pick, being a first-round pick. Gurley, not anymore with the ACL. I'd be shocked if he went in the first round. Uh, but when I watched the Gurley film, I was a little less impressed than I thought I was going to be. And trust me, I wanted to like him because I know he's a stud. Uh, holes were as big as I've ever seen him run through. I mean, just he would run 40 yards down the field and no one would even get within an arm's length of him. And I think that showed once he got hurt, the other running back, which you brought up many Nick times, Chubb, I think whatever it is. it is, he broke records as soon yeah. as he came in there. So ran for four uh, yards against Louisville. Gurley is a great prospect. He runs with he runs with good power, not great for somebody as powerful looking as he is. Interesting. And um, he does have sweet feet and all that, but I'm not mesmerized. And his vision is below average. It really is. When the hole is not there, he cannot find another hole to run through. Last surprise: everyone loves either Collins from LSU at cornerback, or they like Trey Wayne's from Michigan State. Right. Neither of those are your top corner. No, I think Marcus Peters from uh, Washington would be my slam dunk corner number one. Yes, the length, the speed, the ability to put his foot in the ground when he's going full speed backpedal or shuffling side. He can put his foot in the ground either one. He plants off it, and he's at full speed within the first step again. That stuff is really impressive to me. Uh, I think Trey Waynes is number two in my book, a corner. I really like him as well. Wow, Top so end. you have Collins down there three. Yeah, Collins is three. I got Collins and the kid from UConn, who was another guy that I had not really watched on film. But he Byron went, Johnson. Byron uh, Jones. Yes. Jones. Byron Jones. Giant Jones, who had the combine freak show, uh, except he didn't jump. run the 40. 
he's a lot like the Collins from LSU. Uh, they're big, they're long, they're very strong, powerful type corners. Sure. Little extra steps though in some of their movement stuff. The short routes, you know, slant, come back out, slants. They have a hard time because they're long and bigger mm. of necessarily changing direction and exploding out of their cuts. All right, so that was I liked that was Sims' surprise. Is I think challenging a lot of what you're hearing the typical draft guy saying who's number one. And I would, the Melvin Gordon, I didn't get oh, to talk you. about you're him so a little, excited. but the Melvin Gordon thing, man, it's impressive when you watch him. I watched three full games of him. I got to see every carry of three games. Now, he doesn't do anything in the past game. I know that. But, man, Melvin Gordon, whew, I would. I think he's a star. I really do. Really? For his size, he's unbelievable in the hole. The first guy in the hole, if they can be unblocked. Now, he ran through some big holes, too. Don't get me wrong. He runs through tackles. He runs really hard. And he makes a lot of people miss in space. And then once he makes them miss, he's got a great explosion to restart again and get 40 and 50 yard runs. So I'm a big fan of Melvin. He was broke Barry Sanders' record this year. He's so a he's, freak show. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. So that was him to surprise. I think from now on, since we're getting closer to the draft, we'll have a draft segment. Bring bring your Sims man crushes, guys that maybe since you're getting lower down the list, right. People don't know about. Then we'll bring it because cool. you know who I have a man crush on. Let me hear. Hmm. His name is Stephen Nelson. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> Don't talk to him well, like that. He has a crush on you. It's kind of gross. That's mm. what I meant. I didn't think you were gross. He's got yellow fever, Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him have it. Glad you said it. Uh, yeah, by the way, I mean, come on. Stephen Nelson's girlfriend was in town last week. Yeah, she was. Oh, and did he have some extra pep in his step Don't this week? Don't turn down that music, Josh Fender. Oh, baby. Yes, this music is appropriate for this segment. <laughs> <laughs> It's great having Corey here, yes. As I'm sure you guys have talked about, though, the Philadelphia Eagles, Adam Lefko, oh, the Philadelphia rant. Eagles, completed a trade swapping Nick Foles for Sam Bradford. Some speculated that Bradford could become a trade asset for the Eagles in an effort to get Marcus Mariota. But Chip Kelly said today, quote, we didn't bring Sam in here to be a chip. I'm the only chip here, end quote. <laughs> I love it. What is Chip Kelly's spirit chip, and what chip are you? Spirit chip, like spirit animal, are we doing yeah. again? What brand, or, what oh, kind of chip? What type of chip, like a potato chip? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, huh. mm. He's salt and I, vinegar, baby. That's, that's what, what he thinking. is. Salt and vinegar. Um, he said, "I don't care about you, Philly fans. I know more football than you. What Just are you? Relax. Are you, you, I'm good old barbecue, to- you know, barbecue mesquite style. Mesquite. <laughs> are you nacho cheese? I'm. I'm going to say though that chip. I'm going to say chip is a Pringle, hmm. because every chip comes in a bag." But Chip Kelly comes in a tube because it's more efficient and it's easier to be stacked. I think one thing, too, we got to talk about with Chip <laughs> Kelly and that the one thing I, I think he lied with in the press conference is oh, the yeah. whole that somebody called them for a first-round pick with Sam Bradford You think today. that's a lie? Because the amount of people that are going, can't believe Chip turned down a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. Then why the hell didn't that team call the St. Louis Rams the last two weeks and give a first-round pick for Sam Bradford? That's what I want to know. They probably would have So either Chip Lyon or that team that called Philadelphia today, they're dumb. All right, so, yeah. I hope it was Cleveland. I would love to. I love if Ray Farmer gave up one of those. They would be number things. one candidate on the list. <laughs> uh, and what chip am I? I would say that I am a Frito. Oh. Why? No, correction. I'm a Bugle. Is that a chip? A, uh, Either way, they're addicting, and once you have a bite of me, you can't stop. <laughs> I don't know. I go, let's go with a Bugle, because I like, like Fritos. I don't want to think about you when I'm eating them. <laughs> think of me when you eat your chips. Manny Pacquiao and... Floyd Mayweather had their press conference on Wednesday, today, ahead of their May 2nd fight in Las Vegas. Mm. It ends a dance that has been going on for years. You're going to want to hold on to that microphone, Sims. <laughs> if you could see any two athletes go one-on-one in their respective sports, Ooh. two that we've never seen before. They have to be right from now, the same sport? Same sport okay. right now. Who would they be? Oh, I know mine. I would go in the left corner. We have the absolute bear of a man in Damakin Sue. And in the other corner, it is the Patriot, J.J. Watt. J.J. <laughs> Watt and Damakin Sue would be like and the like end of a, of a Sylvester Stallone movie. You know what I mean? Where right. he takes on like, that's Damakin Sue. And then here comes Stallone. Oh, great. <laughs> There's some good ones. I mean, this is, this is actually, so we were talking about boxing fights out of, 
people from the same sport, obviously. I was yes. a little confused. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> man, I would love I, to see. I mean, I wasn't really. I'm, I feel you like we've done the anything. fighting before. Right. I was just more in their sport. And that's what I thought. Okay, so yeah. he went down the wrong tunnel. No, I went down the right tunnel. No, he, no he's, he's saying they he have to be in the same Watt. sport. They're just fighting each other. Oh, they're fighting each other. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I got you. On the feet, like it would be Ndamukong Sue lined up across from J.J. Watt. Uh, playing. See? see well, you were but, wrong. But your, but your thing also. Well, mine was funnier. It, it was fun. Because I would love to see like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant in the ring boxing fight. I'd uh, pay money. I'd pay money right I'd now. I'd pay money, too. I'd pay money to see Tom Brady and Peyton Manning fight in the boxing oh, ring, too. That, that would be, be so, so ugly. That's what we're going to watch with Mayweather Pacquiao. <laughs> Bad body white guys fighting each other. Um, yeah, it's true. Your, your common sense is to go, I'm going to go with the, the two biggest physical freaks, and you're like, no, it would be funnier to watch these two clowns fight. Um Man, but I, I think if I wanted to just go from the sport itself, I would love to see a LeBron Westbrook one-on-one matchup in basketball. Ooh. That would be my that, – that's the two biggest freakier athletes on the planet. You asked, have to be in the same sport. Did you have two from two separate sports in mind? Uh, Yeah, and Dominican Sue versus A-Rod. Because I want to see, like, A-Rod at the beginning just be like, no, 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 no. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Dominican Sue's like, I will kill you now. Like, I just want to see A-Rod running around uh, the I'm ring. picturing <laughs> Prince Oberyn versus the Mountain in Game of Thrones Ooh. type deal. Oh. That, that's what I'm picturing. I saw that scene, actually. I was actually watching you that You don't show. watch Game of Thrones, but you watched that scene? I did see that scene. You raped her. You murdered her. You killed her. Is that when he, like, he what did he do? Break smash his neck his or smash his head, right? Exploded. That was pretty awesome. It's a, it's a great show. I, I'm sure it is. I have yet to really watch it consistently. Have you seen Whiplash yet? No. Just watch No, oh, but it's on Apple TV, oh so I will be getting it here soon. I, I, I watched Birdman. What did you think? I, awesome. Unbelievable. Right? Yes, definitely movie of the year in my opinion. I haven't seen Whiplash yet, but I can't imagine. You it. saw Boyhood? Uh, yes, I did. Birdman much better than Boyhood? Yes, I Not even so. close. Yes. I, uh, I started judging people when, when that happened. They were like, I can't believe Birdman won. I instantly was like, I must remember this because I will judge you for that. Birdman <laughs> was incredible. It was incredible. The acting. You cannot compare the acting into the two movies. Oh, my just, gosh. No. Yeah, one is a kid that should never act again. The other one was actors that will live on forever. I think the second best movie I saw last year was Selma. You need to see Whiplash. I know. I'm going to because I like him. Dum, 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 dum. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, man, I like him. You're you're gonna leave that. You're gonna leave Whiplash. Whoever, like wherever you're listening to this, and look at your coworkers and go, you. People, too many people told you good job growing up. You need to be pushed harder. This guy sounds like he's an NFL coach. This is it's from everything. If J.K. Simmons and Whiplash was a coach, is he John John Gruden? Because every time I hear, he's like he's He's Belichick. I don't. I'm trying. I don't even. I don't think of Greg Schiano. That line though, where he's there's no Talking two about words yeah. more harmful in the English language than "good job." Ah, I love it. Oh, it's so. I good. love it. Yeah, it's so good. Hey, we, we pressure, more? pressure can make you do some crazy stuff. Have, no, I, no, I, mean, I, I want can, it. Okay, you, I want it. You want it? I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> Be gentle. <laughs> this isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> Video surfaced this week of Mississippi State quarterback Dak Prescott and a couple of Bulldog teammates getting jumped. At a Waka Flocka concert in Panama City. Wow. Prescott got kicked in the head and was clearly dazed and bloody. Right. What's your worst concert going experience? Oof. You, I love where you take these. I do too. Waka I, Flocka. Yeah, that's that's amazing, first of all. Uh, the, vid- the video is kind of scary. Is it? Yeah. Did they start it or who knows what Well, happened. if they got jumped, then I doubt they started it. When has a jump thing ever been like, hey, you want to jump me? Well, I, I, you know, maybe they said some things, and gotcha. maybe they were hitting on girls that they shouldn't have been, which can happen That's when you're life. at that age. And Panama City just looks like a slum. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spring break yeah. place, right? That's where yeah. everybody goes. People go there, they do horrible things, and they leave. Yeah, yeah right. All right, so man, the, that wouldn't be the group I'd pick a fight with. I know that. I haven't been to a ton of concerts to really have an awful experience. I have no awful experience at a. Con- I've been to a Kanye West concert, two Madonna concerts. Mm. Feel mm-hmm. like you have two leading Canton. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's it. But I have witnessed some epic fights. I will say that. Why and do people fight? I, I don't know. But I, I mean, the one fight that will always, and I think I've told Lefko this fight, but uh, if anybody knows who Sean Rogers is, Sean Rogers. Defensive yeah. tackle. Defensive tackle. Just was on the Giants two years was ago. On the, was, had a lot of success on the Lions. Lions, the tried Browns. Tried to do it on the Browns. Yes. Right. And uh, he's 6'5". Does he have a nickname like Big Baby big, or something yes, like that? Yes, Big Baby. Right. That's exactly awesome. right. Big Sean is big. He's 6'5", 330 when he's watching his what he's eating. I mean, when he's starving, he's 330. And we were at a dance club, Austin, Texas, 
and I don't some girl came up and said something to him and Sean's like the nicest guy in the world like wouldn't fi- wouldn't hurt a fly uh, and this other guy came up to him and I mean got in his face and you're talking to my girl blah 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 and he was like a 511 some sort of Spanish descent type sure. of guy um and Sean's like, hey, man, sorry, I didn't mean to, blah, blah, blah. He just, hey, it's all good. And the guy walks away. A few minutes later, he comes back and gets in Sean Rogers' face again. And uh, he's playing with fire because Sean's so big, so strong, so athletic, and he's a lefty. And all of a sudden, I saw him cock back his left arm, and I saw him hit this guy, and it was like – it was like Brad Pitt in, uh, in in Snatch when he gets hit and like he's in Flies the air back. flying in the air. I mean, he hit this guy, and I'm not joking. He was vertical to the ground. Horizontal. He, 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 yeah, that's the word. Horizontal to the ground and flew like five feet in the air. Matrix it was the most style. unbelievable thing. And I don't think the guy realized that there was like ten other Texas football players surrounding Sean either. So now this guy's friends see Sean do this, so they try to come up. And one of them runs up to Sean, and they see how big he is, and they're like, they run to somebody else. Like They're like, okay, I don't want you. But all the guys came. I'm up on a balcony watching it all happen, so I got front row seats. You're such a quarterback. I am. And uh, I was probably flirting with a girl because I'm so flirty, Lefko. You are. And all of a sudden, I mean, it's just mayhem. And I'm just looking down there, and I'm not going to name any of my other Texas teammates, but a lot of them who were in the NFL. And, I mean, they were whooping some butt. Just wailing. Just wailing. I mean, I don't know what this crowd of guys was thinking they were getting into or who they were. They must have been on drugs because they obviously had a, a false sense of who the hell they were. That yeah, I, that's my thing is I've never understood fighting because, one, I've never gone out and you always hear guys, oh, I'm either going to meet a girl tonight or I'm going to fight tonight. And I've never had that thought in my brain. I've had the first thought. That's Jersey and Philly, though. That's, yeah, that's but I've, never, Jer- I've never understood that. Well, I if, know, I, if, I don't, if I don't talk to a girl tonight, I might as well fight somebody. Who gets enjoyment out of that? I don't know. Either. I don't understand. I especially if I looked up and saw a man that big, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I would love to take you out for brunch." You seem like <laughs> someone that would enjoy it. What to do. You <laughs> might like a mimosa. That would be fun. I know that's that was an all timer though. Oh man, I, I have not had Josh. Have you had a, a crazy experience at a concert? I actually have not been to that many concerts Where either. Have I um, went to the Bruce concert last year in Charlotte. That was awesome. I'm sure. Yeah. Saw Girl Talk my freshman year at the University of Maryland. Great show. Don't know what that is. Girl Talk. Girl Talk. The, the mashup guy? You know, he makes all the... You don't know, you don't know what I'm talking about. I have about. no idea. Do you know what he's talking about? I, I, I really have no clue. Yeah. Nelson knows. It's, it's he like mashes up like different songs. Like, have you ever heard like United States of Pop? Like, where it's like all the pop songs from the year? I would never go oh, to that okay. concert. Gotcha. That, it was like the free concert at Maryland. Okay. At, like, He's a college free right. concert at Syracuse was Snoop and Kanye. Snoop a loop. Different. When I went to Snoop, I had a moment where Snoop literally looks at the crowd and he goes, We were in the Carrier Dome. And he goes, All right. This is when everyone in the crowd sparks up. So light those things up. And I'm sitting there with my friend, and we're like, oh, I mean, we're in the carrier dome. Like, clearly no one brought. And you just hear, and you look around, and these pockets of smoke start coming up in the carrier dome. And I'm like, what? And then I look up. And behind me, and because everyone's pointing at this woman, this woman had taken her shirt off and was just swinging everything around. And it was like I was like, "We, this is Jim Beheim plays like coaches here." This is crazy. I I saw fish at Madison Square Garden two oh days before New Year's uh, a couple years ago, and my friend had warned me about the things that I was going to see happen in Madison yes. Square Garden that night. And I was like, "You're out of your mind! Like it's Madison Square Garden. Like sure. there's security, there's cops, there's dogs, there's everything." You get in there, they shut the lights off for the start of the concert, and it is like mayhem. People doing things that you like, you would be like, they wouldn't even do that in the privacy of their own home, <laughs> and they're doing that inside of Madison Square Garden. It yeah. was it was madness. I want to hear details. Yeah, I'll save it for after the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Fench, producer Josh's typical phrase is "save it for the podcast." That was the first time I've heard "save it for after the podcast." Um, hit us up his on mom Twitter. Or his girlfriend might listen, or better yet, his girlfriend's mom might listen. Oh, that's dangerous stuff. I hope she's an avid listener. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Sims and Lefko. Send us your questions, and we'll make sure that producer Josh sends them in. Have, have you talked about Pendrick Lamar's roommate search? 
No, we haven't. I feel uh, like the podcast could have been a perfect vehicle for you to find. Yeah, so J- I actually happened to go over Josh's place recently. Right. And um, he was odd, like having an interview with his third roommate. It, it was his good friend. It wasn't an interview. They were it was officially a meeting the third guy? Yeah. It was a Craigslist candidate who was stopping by to meet my current roommate. He had already met me. And I think it's going to go awful. But Josh thinks he's going to be a good fit. Well, I, I mean, it, from the word Craigslist on, I thought awful. Lefko is just casting doubt for the fun of it just to see if he can Not shake at me. All. And Not he's at been all. completely unsuccessful Not at so far. All. Hey, Adam, Josh texted me. Why don't you come by at like 9.15? This guy should be gone by 8.30. I get there at 9.30. Dude's still there. Because he was lingerer. trying to make a he's good a impression. Lingerer. He was hanging and out. I'm just saying as a this roommate, as a roommate, you're going to walk in the living room and you're going to go, hey, insert roommate's name. You mind if I come in here? Me and my girlfriend are going to like watch a movie or stuff. You go, oh, no, I'll just hang out. He is going to be the third wheel the rest of your life. He's oh, a, you're going out to the bar? Perfect. He's a rent, I'll join He's you. a rent-paying tenant. He's allowed to sit in the apartment. I'm just saying. All of a sudden, you're going to be like, oh, I figured we'd save some water, hop in the shower with you. Just want to hang around. Yeah, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's definitely going to happen. Probably the first day. So you have to have a third roommate, though? Yeah. Well, to help the cost a little? Yeah, there's three bedrooms. So yeah. New York, man. Yeah. New, New York's York. a different world. Damn. I would, just compared to, especially like Seahawks Scout. Seahawks Scout there in Seattle, he's got like a beautiful house or he's got an apartment. He's like, man, I'm... Rent's tough. Rent ain't tough at all. My hey, friend. we got a uh, we got a question from Andrea Buscemi uh, Andre- on the account. <laughs> Sims' favorite. Yeah, Sims just perked I up. I love those Italians. Adam, <laughs> in the playoffs, would you rather see Clippers, Golden State, or Golden State Rockets? All right, so Clippers, Golden State. Let's That's go- the question. All right, Clippers. We're waiting on the health of Blake Griffin. Golden State is there. And the other one was Golden State, Houston? Correct. So you're getting Golden State, and the question is, do you want to see the Clippers with Chris Paul and hopefully Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, or James Harden and hopefully Dwight Howard who's coming back from injury? I would rather see the Rockets because I think James Harden has turned himself into much wa- must-watch TV. I think if I see a DeAndre Jordan block or a dunk okay, I don't like watching Chris Paul play basketball. I just don't like Chris Paul. But I think Golden State versus... The one-man show, James Harden. That would be more exciting, I think, to watch. I want to see the Clippers in Golden State. Really? Yeah, because I want to see that Curry ma- Curry That's matchup right. with uh, the Curry point. and Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I want to see that. I did a video. I have no faith in Houston. I just don't think they're no. tough. I don't see anything tough about them. I just want to watch James Harden. They haven't so been on the first round in twenty years. So yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So I just I don't I don't see it. I'm not going to put any legit time into watching them until I see them actually I will say this when I did that video with Buker about like rivalries in the NBA he said I can sense there's one building between Steph Curry and Chris Paul and if those two begin to hate each other that would be pretty cool to watch those two teams have been the teams have had issues the last few years right so You know, Doc. Doc's got an edgy guy. He gets his team ready to go. And it'll be interesting to see if Golden State can, you know, man up and play tough, too, because that would be the thing I would question with Steve Kerr. Doc Rivers, to me, is Jeff Fisher of the NFL. He's a player's coach. Guys really like playing for him. Otherwise, you go, he's not that great of an exit. Knows guys know, but he motivates guys to get things done. Right, right. You got any other questions for us? All right, again, at Simpson Lefko. I'm pretty good how it was. So next week, come back, uh, bring your your Sims's man crushes. So we'll get we'll get everybody ready for the draft. Uh, free agency is obviously going to grow next week. So we'll see where that goes. And yep. the best question man in the business, Stephen Nelson on the down low, asking the things you've never thought. Before. Also, maybe we try for a guest next week again, Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. You know, I'm going to try for Kyle Shanahan. All right. That's what we're shooting for. Wow, you're putting he doesn't it on the wanna, I am. I'm putting it on the podcast. He doesn't want to do it. I'm still holding out for Greg Schiano. Let's prank call, or we'll just call shit Kyle. Just call him? Just call him. And and go, him do it. Hey, sorry, bro. You're <laughs> on. We're at that point of the year now. They got some time. They do. Fake working in there. Come on. <laughs> All right. Sims and Lefko podcast. A lot of stuff with the NFL. And again, Eagles fans, I'm not going to give you any advice. Whether you want to take a breath, whether you want to trust Chip, whether you don't, that is up to you. Just realize it is a real relationship. And if we break up with Chip now and he goes on and has bigger and better and you look on Facebook and he's got that wedding ring, you don't want to regret it. Ooh, you don't because you might get rich co-type. Oh, all right. See you later.